Going live, baby cakes. I really like the new, uh, the new Dutch Hall. Uh, oh, it's retro. The f- yeah, the retro face of Dutch Hall looks good. Oh yeah, I've been uh, brushing up on my uh, Photoshop skills. Yeah, it kind of uh, looks. It looks like the Cheers era. The che- is that what you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's right. Like the era, like it look like when I look, it looks like the that looks like the bar. Oh yeah, the writing at the beginning of Cheers, like we're yeah, like, yeah it but does. it looks like the bar that would be next to Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like across the road. Maybe like if we're upstairs by in like just off the restaurant, you know? Yeah, the restaurant was upstairs, right? Yeah, like the re- yeah. Melville's. Melville's. Oh, Melville's, dude. I think. Or Melville's. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, snotty, the snotty uh, maitre d that would come down, or owner. Every once in a while, I'll give Sam what for? <laughs> Man, you got a good memory. You big? Have you? When's the last time you watched a Cheers episode? Probably ten years. Ten years ago? Yeah. For me, it was my childhood. Like my old man loved. Cheers. Oh yeah, Cheers was on like a sta- was like a, a staple in the house. Staple was that part of the Thursday night lineup? Oh, I think it was Cheers, and then maybe Night Court. Oh, Bull, Bull, and I think yeah, Cheers, Night Court. She just died, eh, Marky Post? Oh yes, uh, that's. Thanks for bringing that fucking show See, down. <laughs> See, I always had to, I always had to watch Cheers from like two inches from the screen because I was the one that had to turn the dial on the antenna. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's working. Okay. You get like, Why you though? There's three kids in your family. Why you, Beaver? Well, because uh, I was I was genuinely interested in what he was watching. So I would I like, and then it was just me and him to oh. start, and then Kyle would come in, and he didn't really care off the hop. Well, well and yeah, or I was. I was easily told to do something, so yeah, yeah. I just listened. I, I don't guess. know. I was the same guy. I don't, and I yeah. asked myself that. question. I don't know why. Actually, you're right. I don't know. I never played the fuck you card. I was on the t- like if it was about turning the channels. Like, yep, I'm up. First no, one up. I could tell you my ritual was is it was you'd come in the living room, go to sit down, Derek, go in the basement, and get me a pop. <laughs> then I go all the way to the basement, get him a drink, come back. I'll take ice with that. Okay. <laughs> Hand him the pop. Hit the antenna up. Turn the antenna dial. Oh, mm-hmm. you're good right there. Let go. It'd fuck up. Fuzz out. Yeah. He'd be like, I think you're watching it from there. <laughs> you're holding the it's antenna. Like, fuck. And something about that dial. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. had to hold on to it. There is sometimes you had to do that. Sometimes you had to hold the knob or hold, <laughs> even hold the rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was. No, like, I didn't have rabbit ears. We had right the antenna. No, the antenna. Yeah. Outside. Did you put stickers on your little dialy thing? See, and a smart person would do that. Channels? My dad was like, "Yeah, I got kids for that. To we just stay there." Yeah, we never did it, but I knew where every station was. You know? <laughs> like I knew, like, like, uh, okay, we're going to Channel Seven. Okay, that's uh, Buffalo, so that's going to be East. Yeah. You know, like get it on. East. Not me. Thirteen was North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to do a three sixty, and the old man be like, "You're way out in left field." <laughs> yeah, channel eleven. I'm probably gonna go northeast on that. You know? <laughs> that was the hammer. Yeah, that's you, a hammer. That's CHCH. You, yeah. you, you didn't realize how young you were and how you knew geological coordinates. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you had to do. You're like, "Where the fuck is this town? I'm trying to get yeah. their stuff from." <laughs> I want to watch TV. I want to watch a baby blue on fifty seven. Yeah, we seem like really old people now. My 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 memory when you went through your story there, Beaver, is very similar to yours. It's um, it's uh, it's my dad telling me go downstairs, 
get me uh it's usually four labat blue <laughs> <laughs> and i had to go uh i had to go down to the basement and there was a basement fridge and i remember opening it up and you always wanted to get a, a, a fresh case oh yeah and uh, sometimes my sister would come down with me trying to like sneak get one? it get it to not sneak one she she wanted to get them too you know oh like, yeah cuz uh, like it was like we were eager to do it we wanted to to do what it, he said you know mm-hmm. like it was like you're, we're young kids eh like a, I don't know why, but you want you, it makes you happy to make to do what your parents tell you to, and then some at some point in time it it, it doesn't, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, at uh, this time I remember it was good, you know you wanted to get him his beer or whatever, but if you could get the one with the smiley face on the cap, you yeah. Know, remember the bat blue? Oh yeah. The smiley yep. face on the cap. That was the one that you'd fight your sister for. Yeah, I got this one. Yeah, for you want to get this one for him, right? yeah. the smiley face, and then you go up there, and then the same thing with the Ariel and the. Uh, the UHF VHF, you know, mm-hmm. you the the VHF was a was a whole other game. You know, you start going into the VHS F game. You know, like Channel Forty Seven, oh, yeah. Channel yeah. Fifty Three. You know, Fifty Six. Yeah. Was Fifty? I don't. Yeah, Fifty Six. These yeah. are not these. Fifty Six was uh, the hockey game. Always Forty Seven was Italian. Yeah, and the Italian yeah Italian movie Thirty Five, like, and you, and the Blue movie too. Oh, the Baby Blues. Baby Blue movie. Uh, Some good dry hump. And, and then remember, like, it was a big deal. Remember uh, Illegal Satellites? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a big deal. You got to go to Victoria's store and get the get, <laughs> the card. Get the card. Nice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, come crashing down, like, mid-show, like, mid-movie. Be like, oh, now we got to wait till Monday to go to Victoria's store. Oh, man. Weekend's <laughs> over. Everybody had a scam for a while, you know? It was, it was like, a big deal. And then it went from the, the Victoria's store to then you knew somebody that could download it had the programmer had the programmer yeah yeah you know this is what i did eventually is i just like i had children and then i waited until they grew up and all of a sudden they just told me how to get it on the internet for free (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know like i uh, like i don't know how they knew it you know they just like knew it they just knew it crazy eh? yeah your kid running the world yet not yet. He's on the way. Oh, shit. We got lots to talk about, Beaver. Oh, yeah. We haven't even started the show. Yeah. And I said I was going to open the show. You're, you're, you're rolling, right? And we're going. We actually have one viewer, actually, on there. Ooh. They're listening to our conversation. If you want to give a chat in the chat box or whatever, chat away. We'll chat back to you. I promise to look this time once in a while. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we got to get this show started. We have uh, Beaver back in the hall. Yeah, and we got. Uh, I got a joke to tell. Let's hear it. And uh, I think we're going to solve the world's problems and drink a couple beers. Why not? Why not? That's good. Let's do it. Hit the theme song, Kevy. Night, fellas. Boom! Welcome everybody to Dutch Hall. We are here on a Tuesday night because that's how we do it now. We're putting a few in the bank because P 
Papa wants to go travel. <laughs> and uh, so we've got a, we just did that David Green one. Remember that? It's in the future. It's in the, it's in the future now, mm-hmm. but it's in the, when you hear this, that thing's in the past, right? Fucking yeah. blows your mind, yeah. Beaver. But to the people <laughs> who are the live stream listener, <laughs> singular, <laughs> for you, special diamond, whoever you are, you silly bugger, you get to listen to us right now. And that's the beauty of the live stream if you listen, if you watch us on YouTube. But I don't know what else it, uh, we, we get very little, uh, chat action from the old uh, YouTube uh, once in a while. But even the times we do, I don't pay attention until after the show and then I forget to, to do it. But I promise I'll do better. Anyways, I pro- I went and did um, a comedy show last night in London. Yeah. And, oh, we didn't do the introductions. We're still doing the introductions, right? <laughs> Fuck, I didn't open the show, right, Beaver? I'm, I'm just That's excited. Right. Oh, we have the holy fucking trinity of season eight back together again. Yeah. Round of applause, Kevin. Come on. Oh, oh, the gang is all here. The holy trinity's back. And you know what? The holy trinity doesn't include one other person in the room, and we won't mention that cock, okay? No. All right? <laughs> We're not going <saying> <laughs> to say nothing about the guy unless we'll introduce him, but, you know, I've had enough of them. Oh, really? I've had, I'm still yeah, I've had enough of them. You've had them enough to this, I'm not going to let it ruin the reuniting of the Holy Trinity of Season 8 that's back again. Yeah. It's such a great day. We have back in the house, as always, except for last week uh, with David Green. He abandoned me and made me run the board. And, of course, I did a terrible job. Oh, I shit. needed him. I found out <laughs> that if I, let, if I let myself do shows without this man... It's never. It's not going to be as good because you know. Together, we are uh, greater than the sum of our parts. Oh. Kevin Van Dungeon, everyone, the staple. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good handle. Take it. Yeah, you take it. The, yeah, staple, the staple, Kevin Van Dungeon. Yes, that's a good. Or, or the stapler. <laughs> it's kind of a wrestling name. I'm glad the beef is back. Coming I'll, up with names. Yeah, beef. You know, and, and and that's just it. You know, Kevin. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> because you stepped all over my fucking introduction. You don't say this until the very end. It's a big thing. I'm building it up. You don't just throw in his name. It's the last thing you say. Everybody, it's a big deal. This guy's just come back. He's been working literally his whole ass off. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's nothing uh-huh. left of him but a bunch of denim. <laughs> and a yeah. He's our great fr- uh, friend. He's been a, a great part of season eight. He's he was at one point the MVP. Then it went to Kevin. Then it went to Robot Dave. And now it's a uh, you know let's face it, it's, it's me. Up, it's up oh, in the air. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, back in uh, Dutch Hall, Derek the Beaver Van Hooten, everyone. Hey, hey. And I'm your host. Oh wait, and parked in the corner, staring with a creepy look in his eye. What he did this week was he put on a new hat, his Cox hat. Big fan of the Cox, eh? Carolina (laughs) Cox? Yeah, he's a big fan of the Carolina Cox. He likes wearing that hat. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a tribute to my dear, dear best friend, and he is a stone-cold fuckhead. (laughs) Robot Dave, everyone. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Pete. Oh, so glad to have you back. Last week, Kev, I'll tell you, last week, uh, well, I can't even tell you. Did you almost punch him out? 
Well, no, that, yeah, I, I, I had a real uh, uh, problem with the robot. He was giving you a hard time? He was giving me a, a hard time. <clears throat> Number one, he was, uh, I couldn't figure out how to operate him and do the show at the same time. Right. You know? So he was just uh, not saying the things he should. And then uh, eventually I just uh, grew tired of him. And then when I tried to talk to him about it after the show, he just stared blankly at me. He's a prick. Right. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, prick job, prick job. Anyways, I'm not going to let it bug me. Uh, and I'm your host, and two-time, two-time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing about the last week's show. <laughs> the last week's show was David Green, so I had to, it was just me and David Green and the fucking robot, <laughs> right? That yeah. probably got awkward. Yeah, so I go like this. And I'm the host of the show, and two-time, <laughs> there's no one to say two-time. You didn't say it yourself. I can't go. I didn't. I didn't and think. Buddy I didn't know what to do. I got to hold the two time. It's like a harmony yeah. thing, right? And two time, and then people go two time, and I didn't have that. And then I just felt like I the was, emphasis was not there. Yeah, the robot was sitting there. It's like, why weren't you doing it? <laughs> you know, like we, you know, that's the time to do it. Yeah, and then I realized I watched back some old footage. This cocksucker's not been doing it every week. Every no. week, he's never done it. No. He's too good for the two times. Is that right, Robot Dave? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> oh, it doesn't even deny it. Doesn't no. deny it. Oh, either. what a dickhead. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, let's get on with the show. I need to sip a, wet my whistle with some cool whip. Yeah, I'm not kidding around, Beaver. Every year I worry about you because I, I think it almost seems like every year there's less of you that comes back. There is, yeah, a little bit. How do you do it? You have to build up more in the in the off season. I know. I try too, but training. I did learn. I did learn a few lessons this this harvest. What'd you like? Well, with like now that I got my little guy running around the farm, like I've learned that you know you got to put the time in with your kid. You oh, got yeah. it. Like there's times where I'm just running around like an idiot, and then Julie's like, "Oh, you know, me and me and Ari are gonna meet you at this farm or that they which they do." Yeah, and. Uh, I I I really got to be in the moment more with him, and my 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 the employees love him. Yeah, yeah. Like the guys on the farm love him. Like they stop. Like I and I love how like they interact with him. Yeah. They, they love that kid. Like and, and he likes he likes it too. By the oh, he loves him, man. He fucking gives him he gives him elbow bumps, the thumb bump, the fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. He knows it all, and he likes uh, he likes helping out. Loves helping out. Like it, it's like disturbing the amount he helps out. Like he's yeah, yeah. throwing leaves in bins and th- pushing bins around and dude, I'm telling you, you can't teach that. No, and I like and there's a lot of things where people say, oh yeah, you say that now and this and that, but. He's definitely taking it to a new level as far as like his age should go, which yeah. is which I love it. I think because he's the only kid, he's the only kid, and like it's so it's the three of you, right? Yeah. And so like he's looking at you like I'm in. Yeah, like yeah. you're doing it, so yeah. I'm gonna do it. So I'm one of you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I think it's just he's just he's just a deep down. No matter what the future brings to him. He can't, he's never going to be able to not be a farmer. Right. That's what he is. Hey? Well, and what I love, too, is is we got a little 50cc bike for him. Like, uh, well, he can't ride it by himself. So, like, it's the funnest part of my summer is when I go, like, or the harvest is, like, I'll jump on the bike because I can fit on it. Not surprisingly. <laughs> and he'll 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 be in front of me and he'll hold the handlebars and we'll go for a little crop tour around our uh, my farm, yeah. like, on the little bike. And he fucking loves it. 
Do you be- point it all out to him? Like tell him everything you're seeing? Oh yeah. yeah. Like and but like he's still like he's he I who knows what he's acknowledging, but he still sees everything. This is an example why Beaver's like the perfect man, if you really think of it, right? Oh, oh thank you, buddy. Like, look at him. Look at him. For the ladies out there, he's taken. Like, just get, like, you know, like, don't get any ideas. Yeah. But let me just prove why Beaver's the, the, the man that you really want, right? He's like the standard. Yeah. He's like, number one, of course, uh, he's uh, handsome and charming. We know him from this program. We wouldn't be on it if he wasn't, eh? We all have to be. We have to be, like, at least... YouTube beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta try. We gotta try. And then, uh, but we, uh, but what is it saying? You, uh, you also f- uh, are like a loving father mm-hmm. who fits on the kids' toys and you can play <laughs> yeah. with them and stuff, right? Well, it was uh, so funny. And he's yeah. packing. Huge cock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? He's packing. <laughs> It's, it's funny the you best say of all world, best of all worlds. It's funny how you say it fit on on the kids' toys. <laughs> so we're, I'm at my nephew's birthday the other day or last week, and uh, we have we, uh, my brother's got a little side by side like a little play oh, yeah, yeah. plastic yeah. deal, and uh, Ari's on it, and he he always like we have one at our house, and he taps on the seat, and he wants me to sit next to him, and he we go for a ride, but the battery's got to be on full tilt. And I got to put one leg over the hood, but I can sit on it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he gets on. He gets on my brother's, and he does his normal tap on the seat. And there's like it, there's like <laughs> fi- there's like thirty couples there, right? There's a lot of people there. So not even thinking, I go sit down on the thing, and like we're going down the driveway, and my brother's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like. He's like, look at the wheels. Well, <laughs> apparently there's been some weight over time on that thing, and the wheels are just caving in, right? <laughs> yeah. Mine's newer than his because his daughter's older. So it's been run- – and my, the one at my house isn't quite there. The wheels are straight up. So I almost collapsed this fucking thing. <laughs> 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 fucking thing. The wheels almost caved right in. So I kind of felt bad. He has a heavy cock you're carrying. Eh? Yeah, well, I, I, fucking break an axle. Break an axle. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to just do a whole show on Beaver's Cock where we, like, uh, just create a legend of it, you know? Like, tell stories of it. It doesn't even have to be accurate, Beaver. We can embellish a bit. We can embellish a bit. <laughs> He's not going to deny that. It's, it's, all about, it's all about persona. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's create a huge cock for Beaver, you know? <laughs> and that's the best. I think it's the best gift I can give you as a friend. And I, is to build and a, is and to, I appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> I like it. Whiskey Wes is a uh, is a is like I like the fact that he's the coolest guy that I know. Yeah, you yeah. know, like so then I like paint them that picture of Whiskey Wes. Yeah, and then I like uh, that if somebody that just knows Whiskey Wes from our show they see him publicly, they would be like, "There's the coolest guy that Pete Van Dyke knows." You know? <laughs> and then uh, and then they would think Wes is like super cool, right? Not like, to be fucked with. Yeah, they would just be like this. They would like be. Hor- they'd embrace it. They'd be putting him on a, on a pedestal. pedestal, you know. Like they would yeah. be like thinking very highly of him, you know. I like that, and I like how I like doing that to you. I like the staple over there, Kevin. I like doing that to you because in the past, in the past uh, variations of this program, Beaver, you've been a part of them. You've seen that it hasn't been always the case. I usually like to tear down a little bit, <laughs> and uh, you always crank up though when you need to. Yeah, like sometimes I will be a little mean to people on the program. Like I was mean to my friend Dave in the past. 
you know, Dave Charters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember him? He used to write the music for the Yeah, show. he used to. Heard of him. Yeah. He's, uh, one time he, he said he might call in. Well, I... That's his commitment. That's he could... Left. I would say, Dave, you could put him in, like, Dutch Hall Hall of Fame. Oh, he's definitely Dutch Hall Hall of Fame. Well, that, like, that means he's retired and no longer here. So. You know who's not in here is the blow-up doll version of Dave. I have that still some still at the church. I see mini Dave. The the puppet? Yeah. Yeah, the uh the church puppet's up there. He doesn't work as well with some without some guy's hand up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to build a robot. Looks but, like something that the robot would give birth to to be truthful. Yeah, I still want to have them meet each other like on the show. That's a that's a dream that, of mine. If my that, brain worked well enough to do things like uh, finish my Patreon for my queen, oh yeah, you know, and do all these things like the clip of the week of the mustard. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Lori. Sorry, that was a gross one too. Hey, could, that puppet kind of does look like uh, does look like in my mind when I look at that puppet. I always thought that that would look like Shazma. You know what? I have been. Uh, I've always thought that as well, and he was the voice and operator of it. Well, Did he make it? No, my daughter Maya made it. Oh, and uh, I have since that time because I did. Um, I did a podcast, the fight stories with the fight stories guys, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they saw the Charters puppet, and they're like, "Oh, we're thinking of this puppet thing," and they wanted me to make, and they. Would she make us the puppets? And I, I'm saying like I just said yes because like I'm like, like why wouldn't you? Right? I would like that. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, she ends up. Uh, they want the puppets made. They said we'll we'll take the puppets. And I was like, uh, asked her if she wanted to do it, and she's like, no. <laughs> so then I had to make the puppets, right? Mm-hmm. So I really got into puppet making, and I made these two puppets, and then I made. Uh, uh, they asked for a third one after that. This one called uh, Trailer Swift. It was Tra- like a white trash, white trash uh, Taylor Swift is what they were going for. Yeah. So I had to make her look like Taylor Swift and stuff. It was like, I thought I did a great job. I really did. The The first two were okay. The By the time I did the third one, I was like, I am a fucking puppet maker. I can make some good, du- <laughs> great Jeff puppets. So I look at that one. You got a Jeff Dunham in you. <laughs> no, it's fun, man. I can make it look like, I, I think I can make it look like. Realistic. Yeah, the the first one I made looked a lot like the one comic that I was trying to make it look like. Like, I thought it did really. It looked a lot like him. Tyler Morrison's didn't look a lot like him, but it kind of gave him like cartoonish appearance, like him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the John Moses one looked a lot like John Moses, I thought. <laughs> and then the the I don't know. Anyways, so I think I can do a better Charters puppet, but I need his Charters for that. He's gonna come back. You got to stare at him a few more times. Yeah. Well, okay. the robot's okay, but I. I need to make some improvements. Maybe make some, he, like reprogram this son of a bitch. Make him. Is like, he double vaxxed? Like, is he? That may help him come come on. Oh, he'll show up. Who the robot or the real guy? Real. Oh, the real guy is hundred percent vaxxed, but he doesn't trust the rest of the world. Oh, he hides under a blank. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Have <laughs> he, I don't know, Dave. I think that the. I think that what it's going to be. This is what I predict for the future. Uh, this is my Nostradamus moment. I'm supposed to open with that joke. Well. I can do it later. I don't give a fuck. This is in Dutch Hall. We do it. We won't. Was that a saying we had at one time? We're the Dutch... No. Anyways. So the nocturnal emissions... We do what we want no matter what. We're the Dutch Hall and we do what we want. No, we're the nocturnal emissions and we do what we want. That was the saying. And uh, yeah, they're not here anymore. The band's gone. So the... we, uh, but I, um, But I envision a day 
like the Blues Brothers, where we have to go and find all the nocturnal emissions, like one by one, and reassemble the band, like get a band back together. Oh yeah. And then, uh, th- then the like the Phoenix from the Ashes, maybe season nine or something. It sounds like the making of like a movie. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Maybe we... Uh, <laughs> he is a bona fide actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been in uh, one short film, Beaver. Uh, yeah. Four times I had to go to work. Uh, nailed it by the fourth one, by the way. There you go. Yeah. Fucking, four takes, that's it? That's not bad. No, not four takes. I had to do like a zillion of fucking takes. <laughs> it was four days worth of shit tons of takes. There's three scenes I had to do. The one I didn't know I had any lines because I was unprepared. <laughs> prepared right because i didn't take it seriously right mm-hmm. that was how it really worked then i showed up thinking i just gotta drop this kid off i don't know what they just have to have me in the shot or whatever and then they're like no you got lines remember didn't you read the script i'm like yeah i read the ones you told me we read on the the table read and he goes no not just those ones the other ones too that you have i'm like oh you mm-hmm. skipped the pages <laughs> i thought that was it the ones that we read and like oh, there's more and then i'm like ah so I, I had to like uh, kind of like off the cuff in the bathroom read it and I was like oh it's nothing I just had to say like uh, something about a rash you know I said uh, hey remember you got a rash on your ass or whatever you know something like that I yelled at the window and then uh, I said like another thing about you got a tutor your math tutor or something and that's it so it was easy and then I had my real ones I had one real one that I shot the whole day and then uh, hated it. You know, it was awful. I felt like acting is something I tried and I never want to do this again. Like, is it a different feeling than doing stand-up? Oh, fucking right it is. Stand-up is fun. And uh, you get to be real and you get to do what you want. And acting is you have to do everything they tell you and it's all weird. It's not real at all. It's not how a person is. People stare at you while you, while, while this is all happening. You guess what I do when I act? I wiggle and I um, like I move around a lot. Oh, this these are the analysts that are telling you what you're doing. This is what I was doing. I oh. was moving around a lot when I talk, and they say, "Don't move. You're supposed to stay still." Keep right. Yeah, tell you to sit still and not move. You gotta. We do don't all of it with your face. Us people around here don't know how to do that. Huh? Oh, I know, but sit no, still. No, but like when you're when you're because they have to do the shot of you or whatever. This is what the guy wants to shoot, right? So he's like, whatever he's telling you, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I like I have to stay still. And they're like, it's gonna look better if you don't move your hands around a lot because you're like it's distracting. So just keep your hands and everything still, and then everything you're doing, do with your neck and head and face. Oh, that's tough. And they go keep your body still. Yeah, so it's a different thing. There's a lot of things like that. So but, you're overthinking that. And oh, it's only the tip of the iceberg. Then you start. Then people start showing up at my house to film some stuff, and the real actors come, and they're like uh, fucking good, you know. So then you're <laughs> like, oh, they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Now you're like even the girl, the girl that I was working with, Val. She's good, and then she's asked me to help her film uh, like a audition tape she was sending yeah. to somebody, and I'm filming it. And I'm like, like look at all this stuff she's doing. Their face, you know, her face is all like animated you know like yeah it's all this stuff like there's no lines she's saying she's delivering she delivers her line then she's reacts to the line she's she's acting for the reaction right Mm. so then it became like 
because I knew my lines. I memorized my lines because I saw those good actors. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm on the same movie with these guys. You know, like, I can't be the one donkey in the whole movie. You know, I got to actually try hard, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, uh, I, I, I found out everything I fucking could about the character, you know? I'm like, uh, this. what is this guy's backstory? I make up a occupation for him. I make up a whole... Uh, uh, why he, how he met the girl, and how, why they got divorced, and just uh, I had it all like in my head, you know, mm-hmm. so that I could uh, feel justified in like being kind of a dick. Yeah. Oh, look at this veteran move! Holy fuckers! Moving the Dutch tray over <laughs> so that uh, Beaver can have a nice chat, listen to the story, <laughs> maybe a little treat, eh? Nice. Maybe go over, get a nice olive, suck a pimento out of well, it. I'm more comfortable Ooh. when I come out of my hole, and I've got. Nourishment, whatever I can do to fatten you up, buddy. I'm, you need uh, to get yeah. through the winter. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You gotta get through these are the lean months, eh? October, yeah. October, November is always pack on the weight. Get bring the twenty pounds back. Good uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, put a turkey and some stuffing in there. You're telling me. <laughs> uh, uh, should I tell that joke? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is the joke I told. It was kind of I I wrote I felt it was inspired by Norm Macdonald uh, because it's all about him. Because um, uh, so I uh, I opened with, um, "Hey, you guys like jokes about cancer? <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah, that's how I. <laughs> that, that's real subtle. <laughs> yeah, I thought you know I'm going to tell this uh, cancer joke. I might as well." Uh, like uh, let them know it's coming. Right. Hit them with a <laughs> hit them with a bang. And I'm like, they always feel sorry for me when I bre- breach the subject when I say it on stage, and it kills any chance of being funny. So I'm opening with it like that is a sabotage move. Two, but um, in this case, I'm like, if I'm going to open with this joke, I think I gotta like come out playfully and like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just fucking around here, you know, like light side of cancer. Right, uh, like it, you gotta like really be kind of like a little goofy about it in order to pull it off. Anyway, so that's why why I did that. And then I go like uh, this. Is my, this is the joke, okay? Um, Norm Macdonald died of uh, cancer, uh, and he was diagnosed like nine years ago. And um, the first the world heard about it really was when he died, you know. And I was diagnosed with cancer three years ago, and my instinct was complete opposite. You know, my instinct was to write jokes about. About it immediately. I just started writing cancer jokes. And then uh, I couldn't wait for my first time I had a mic where I could tell my new cancer jokes. And uh, so I excitedly went up on stage and then bombed. Everybody was sad. No one liked the cancer jokes. The comedians were sad. The audience was (laughs) sad. Everybody hated it. You know, like it was very sad. And then I see what Norm Macdonald did. I think, like, what a genius, you know? Like, I could have saved everyone all this unpleasantness. I could have saved the audiences, the other, all, all, all this unpleasantness if, if I just would have died. <laughs> That's oh, a joke. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> That's, that was a good one. That it's was. kind of like a ode to Norm. Yeah. Old, you know? Yeah, that definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> the punchline. Yeah, you gotta wait and hit it at the end. Yeah. Oh, that's a heavy punch. <laughs> that's a heavy punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a little truth to it, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, but it makes it, it makes it my... I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I was excited to tell it. You know, I was excited to tell it. 
Man, this one girl made fun of me about having cancer um, and and after a show. And she's a comedian, too. And uh, it, it fucking broke me up, man. It fucking made me laugh really? so hard. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Really? Like, just the balls of it and yeah. uh, how uh, funny it was. Like, the jokes were funny, too. And uh, just, I couldn't, I just was like, more, more. More, <laughs> please. Like, yeah. what else you got? It's so it's so fun because, like, the other thing you get is just feigned concern. You know, mm-hmm. like people are like, uh, like they're they're well intentioned, like big hearted people. You know, not to knock the people, but they're you know, I don't I don't want that. You know, my battle with cancer is I feel guilty when I smoke cigarettes. My battle with cancer is like an appointment every four months. Like my battle with cancer is like fucking not that much of a battle. You know, it's a, it's a, my battle with cancer is people say, Hey, you you lost weight. You look good. That's my battle. That's my battle. You know, like Mm -hmm. people have real battles. I don't have it. You know, people have daily and hourly battles. Yeah. Yeah. Like people have real bad things I got to deal with. I haven't a very, you still had to deal with it though. Yeah, I'm still deal with, dealing with it. Like you, you still have to deal with like the 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 worst experience in life, known in life, or one of the top. Sorry, one of the top three known worst experiences in life. Oh, what had. do you rank? I uh, death. Death is the worst one. I say for the, people around you, not for you. Yeah, not for me, but like death around you. Okay, is yeah. the, the worst thing, and then yeah. and then the next would be would be cancer, right? Would be like uh, the like next a, worst thing to deal with in life. The third, I would say, would be uh, marriage. Burn. Yes, breakup and family. Oh, what about burning? Oh. Burning? No, you're talking <laughs> death. That that, fo- that goes under number one. Oh, like oh. torture. I'm I'm generically yeah, like uh, but I'm yeah, broadly but saying it. The thing about cancer is it's like saying because um, cancer is not a, a like cancer is um, is many right. Cancer is not one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like it, what's it? I thought of a great analogy for it one time. Like, uh, it's it's like um, people who um, it's like um, essential workers, you know. Some of them are doctors and surgeons and nurses, and some of them are like uh, star workers. Yeah, like some of them are bud tenders. You know, like mm-hmm. some of them are are like, uh, yeah, like uh, checkout girls at Walmart. You know, like it's a broad spectrum. It's a broad spectrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm more on the checkout girl at Walmart kind of cancer. Like, I'm not as true as like I'm not. I'm not one of the big time essentials. So I don't need a no, but in can free ticket. We, <laughs> no, but it's still it's it's still in life. I would say it's 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 like I said, top three most traumatic things I think can be in life. No. No, no, no. To be honest with you, and this is like 100% honest, I don't even know if I've even said this to myself before, but this is kind of how I feel. I've never felt like I've had to deal with it at all. Oh, okay. Like it, was I, just an- it was another thing in your life. Yeah, like, I don't know. Once in a while, it bugs me. But like when I was diagnosed, for example, I really went right to the jokes. I never thought about the thing as being real in some way. So passing a stone was worse? Passing a stone, yeah, fucking you. You're forced in the reality of the fact that you're passing the stone. You know, a doctor can tell you you have this like blood cancer that's like uh, killing you slowly over time or whatever. 
and it may or may not do some funky things to your body, and I'm not going to specifically tell you what they are, you know, because I don't think that's going to be helpful. And then uh, I'm like, okay, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? That's like kind of vague, you know, it's kind of mysterious. I, I'll do the appointments. I'll, I'll listen to what they say. I'll give them the blood. I'll... I'll uh, eat right. I'll stay away from the things as best I can that I'm supposed to. And like doing all those, I'll do all the right things. But like to me, like to sit around thinking I got something that's like. Uh, Wasn't it not though the first thing in your life that controlled you? No, it does. It hasn't. Yeah, yet. But you, ju- you just, you just said you'll do this. You'll do that. Like if up they in, ask me, that no, but if a doctor, like, I mean, if I ever have gone to the doctor, I, I will like, uh, submit myself to their treatment in some way or, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I understand I can't fix it. So like, I'll leave it to the professionals too, but like, I can't do nothing about it. So what am I going to do sitting around worrying, no, worrying about it? No, right? what I totally agree with what you're saying. What I'm saying though is, is like, it was the first thing that probably happened in like up until that point in your life, you did what Pete Van Dyke wanted to do in life. Yeah, I don't know about that, no? dude. Not in my, not in my recollection. I maybe I did. Maybe I don't know. No, I didn't do it. I did it because I thought I was I was supposed to. Oh, okay. And uh, for somebody else, mm-hmm. it was mostly for somebody else. The first time I did something for myself was when I quit my job, and uh, it was felt great, you know. Like, and then uh, that's the first time I say I would do what I. But even then, I was pretty deep into doing everything in my power to um give my kids what they needed okay you know like Mm -hmm. um when i was young you know you try to make money because you got you want to like have a house or something and then you want before you start a family or you want to do something like that i want to make you just want to eat you know like you just want to know you can take care of yourself so it's kind of real money and stuff and then eventually you're like it's like this kind of sucks you know like the whole thing sucks and then, uh, then you, then you're like, uh, ah, like, uh, like my kids don't need more money. My kids need like a guy to guidance. They need somebody around, you know, mm-hmm. they don't need two parents that are both like both doing really good. You know, they don't need that, <laughs> you know, like that, that would only get us money. It wouldn't get us. Yeah, they need some guidance and love and all that stuff. Yeah, they need somebody around once in a while and just somebody to be kind of like there to do all the extra stuff so they can, you know, like just, so I didn't see any benefit of it because we were using babysitters and grandparents and all this stuff because we were both so busy with our work and right. and then we're like, I don't think we can both be like this big of a deal, you know? Like, I don't think we can both be successful. I did, I did like how you just said that, though. <laughs> I don't know if we can both be a big deal. Yeah, I don't think it's right for the kids. <laughs> I, at that time, I thought it's, I don't think it's that right for the kids, right? Yeah, but like, that's what we're programmed to be. We're supposed to be. That's what the program is, right? Like, yeah. go out, work, yeah. slave, uh, make lots of money or make money and then die. Meanwhile, your kids just want you. Yeah, like, and, uh, to a certain point. Yeah, your kids don't give a fuck. They don't give a f- I mean, I don't know. You always kind of want what you didn't have or whatever. I don't know. Like, what everybody wants. But, I mean, like, I don't think the kids really know anything about the money. They just know that they're taken care of, you know, or they're, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're loved or, they're not, you know, whatever. That's mostly what you want to do. And I was looking at what I was giving them and, like, what the payoff was. And I'm like, well, I'm paying my, my – I'm, all I'm giving them is money. 
you know all that the all that the job is giving me is money it's, yep. it's not giving me my family anything other than money yeah it's a lot of time you're missing you know and then you're like okay well like then you figure out well and then once you make money for yourself like once you do it without another like a an employer or whatever and I, this comes from my farming background or like my growing up on a farm but like once you just do it for yourself then it's like wow well, why why did i this was this was what i was supposed to be doing you know like cause it doesn't it just feels right like they're like oh, okay then now i can do what i want but like uh only now that my kids have gone away to school that i feel like now i'm thinking about living mm-hmm. for myself so it's funny that you say that because you're like i've always lived for myself it's like maybe the cancer made me live for myself you okay. know and more than it 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 uh prevented me from it hmm. Like I looked at it like when I got maybe when I got diagnosed, it kind of sped up a f- some of my plans. You know, that's all. Yeah, because internally you're like, "Fuck, I don't know how much time I got." Yeah, you know? let's do it now. Yeah, which is still true. Like, there's, I think my, I think if I was a Vegas better, my Vegas odds, mm-hmm. I think I got a seventy percent chance of the good. Yeah, that's pre- that's that's better. That's good, man. But the thing is, the thing about that is, is that's misleading because um, it's like chances are it won't ever it's not going to ever kill me but something else will kill me because of that because my body was busy fighting the cancer and not the thing that's killing me you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah that's the thing you gotta look out for and your heart infections will you. and you know how many times i you know how i like stepping on rusty nails <laughs> the ho- a hobby of yours yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't that's know. what I do during irrigation season. All right. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I've been once a season. I, I, I'd always have to get a tetanus shot. Anyways, uh, no. But I can't do that now. Mm. Infections can kill me, but that's what it, that's what they say. But I've, I've fought a few good ones. Because <laughs> 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 I, I had that motorcycle accident when I already had it. Oh. Right? And I had infection all everywhere in my head. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I smashed my face in the road, eh? That was, yeah, that was during my drinky poo days. <laughs> I drank a little bit too heavy that time too. That day, I just decided that the rules didn't count in that shithole island I was on, <laughs> and I really behaved wrong. And that moped didn't. Yeah. Uh, didn't Only count. through years of looking back in the rearview mirror do I realize how wrong I was. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, man! In the moment, Ooh. oh, you were loving life, probably. I thought th- I probably thought in the moment because I was boozed, eh? And that's the thing about alcohol. Alcohol makes me invincible, man. I think I can do everything, and a lot of times I'm super fun, and a lot of people believe me because I'm so confident in when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not telling the truth. You make a good leader. <laughs> I guess so. I have great things that happen to me, and I just don't remember them, eh? Like, thank God for your cell phone now, eh? Oh, I know. Taking pictures and shit of your of your blackouts. <laughs> or sometimes not taking pictures is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love the fact that I have one of my blackouts on YouTube right now. It really makes me happy. <laughs> I showed it to my kids. <laughs> Look at it. They couldn't believe my dance moves. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. From, and, from where? Um, that Shaky Knees Festival in Atlanta. There, I, I uh, In my, one of my blackouts, I stumbled on stage with cake. Really? And you can watch it on there. It's, if you go to Shaky <laughs> Knees Festival, uh, Atlanta, at Cake, and I think it's their last song. And there's a guy in a red T-shirt, and that's me dancing. I should cue it up, man. You should. Next time you're in, 
Next time you can say you can come into a show, I'll make sure to have it on the live stream. Ready to go. So we'll have it all queued up that we can uh, show the audience too, um, uh, me on that, uh, on the stage. It's pretty funny because once I saw it on my phone the next day, because I'm on the stage taking a, a video. Yeah. So I found that on my phone, the video of me on stage with Cake, and then... Um, then it's Steve, the reluctant German, says, "Hey, if well, it's on the, if you can see it on your phone, then someone in the audience is probably filming the the, the artist and put yeah. it on YouTube. Nice. So you'll be on that video. So then I just looked up that video and I'm like, sure, sure enough. shit, there it is. <laughs> yeah, show my kids on the TV and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at there, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, and my daughter's like, yeah, I didn't know you had that spin move, Dad. Like, where that spin move come yeah. from? And I'm like, oh, I yeah. watched the other day this guy." uh this this rapper was at a, doing a concert like last week, and this uh, this uh, this fan ran up on stage and just kind of stood next to him. Yeah, boy, he got taken out hard. Oh yeah, security like, came and fucked him up. Speared him. Oh, like really? a heavy Goldberg spear. Ooh, huh. like you went with Goldberg for the spear, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would have chose uh, perhaps uh, the ed- uh, edge, edge or maybe uh, Roman Reigns for the spear. Oh. Yeah, but Roman Reigns that's that's a steal. I said. Yeah, that's a steal. He stole the move because it was already, mm. it was already patented. Goldberg's was before no. Edge too. Well, uh, think? It's about same time because Goldberg was WCW and Edge was WWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of. Hey, the new the new one is AEW. Have you seen that one? No, it's fucking good. I like it a lot, and all the good guys are moving over there now. It's it's fucking great. It's on it's, TSN. They're probably getting paid. Is there Kassen? Yeah, there's like full on motherfuckers and oh, stuff really? like that. Oh yeah, that's they, what I want. Cause and I, there's I blood because I want it, like that's true. Yeah, and there's blood and like vi- like violence. It's old school wrestling and stuff, and it's like real swearing. And then then WWE. I watched that the other day because okay. I'm still a closet wrestling nerd. <laughs> Is um, they're starting to say. Uh, chicken shit, oh. and I'll kick your ass. They chicken said chicken shit. shit. Wow. Yeah, the one guy, Bobby Lashley, said chicken shit. So they were PG for a while, and you can't say chicken shit in PG. No, you can't. So I think the time of like uh, yeah, but WWE is start. They they got to get creative because they, you can't only do that so many years. Well, the the strategy. This is what they. This is what someone explained to me one time. Is that like when we were kids. It was PG. It was uh, PG. It was Hulk Hogan and rock and wrestling. You know, it yeah, was all, all that. When stuff. we were kids, the wrestlers were 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 way bigger. Their personas way bigger. Like when you talk about yeah. like Undertaker and like you're saying Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and all like they had big, huge personas. These days, the wrestlers got to work harder to get the persona because it's already all been done. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it's. I think it'd still be. Like man, I w- I was in the days of the Hardy Boys. Like those guys did some crazy fucking shit. It's cool. There's when still you- cool stuff going on though. I think you gotta watch it. The new one, the AEW is really it's cool. It's w- it's worth watching. They tell they do it differently. It's just different. And e- like I'm not even saying the one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's I'm just, just saying it's different. So like they do it in a way where like like for example, this is a really nerdy example, but like when. If when you watch WWE, this is my opinion. They, if you're gonna early in the match, a guy will try to like pin you, 
I got to try to pin you to the mat. It's a waste. And you just kick out at one, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. That's not. You can't beat me yet like that. You know, it's that's the way of saying, like, this is too early to try that shit. I'm not even close to being ready. You know, kick out at one, right? Right. And then it wears down in the match, kick out at two, kick out at two and a half, kick out, you know. Yeah. And then as it gets late in the match, you start thinking, this could be the one. And then it's they kick out and you're like, no way, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's and then they maybe do that like two or three times, and then the real finish, right? In in the other one, the AEW one, this is every single pinfall. You're like, that's got to be it. Oh, you you the suspense is high all the time. You think when they go for a pin, you think that's the end. Hmm. You don't you don't go for a pin in the beginning. You Why go are they for doing a, like finishing moves early? You just don't go for a pin early. It's uh, not what you want to oh, do. Oh yeah, exactly. You want to. There's no point in going for a pin. You, you know it's going to be a one. Down. You want to when you do when you do try to pin them. The WWE will say, uh, you know, how hard it is to kick out of one of those things. That just wears your opponent down. You know, like <laughs> a, that's what they're saying. But really, I think it's more to tell that building story. Right. Whereas these guys are like, nah, fuck that building story. We build the match, but you don't the. They're called false finishes for a reason. You think it's a finish. Yeah. So they go for an actual, like, false finish where you, the whole crowd thinks it's done, and then it's not. And then the whole th- crowd thinks it's done again, and it's not again. And every time they go for one, it's the same amount of, of pins they probably go for in a match. It's later. But every one that they go for is really worthwhile mm-hmm. in the other one. You know, it's just a different kind of way to do it. I Little think things like that. That would correlate, though, to a real to a real life fight better though yeah right because that's it seems more realistic more a realistic fight because in a realistic fight you're not building up the fucking ending of the fight it's like how fast can we end this that's a, that's what a real fight is yeah, yeah how fast can i win yeah, yeah I, I i think so well i don't know if you watch ufc though you're some people are trying to end it quick and some people are Trying to like win on points, and some people, you know, some people are trying to play like a smart game, stay away from them and stuff like that. But you, know, think- you spar for a bit. You usually use the first couple rounds to fill each other out, that sort of stuff. That happens in real real fighting, but to to an extent. But but like in a in a street fight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking. In a street fight, you're trying to kill the guy right away. Right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. I, I guess I'm thinking. But in like a real like. If you're going like uh, two skilled technicians, like two boxers right. or whatever, then you're just kind of, you're, you're really trying to do it in a skillful way. And the uh, professional wrestling can get away with telling that, like that to using using that to tell their story, right? You know? Where like uh, like UFC, like Dana White hates the fucking the the guys that the technicians. He hates them. Oh really? He wants the fucking toe to toe. Like he wants a slobber knocker. He wants he wants a brawl. Oh, I love watching the technicians, man. I love watching those. Well, he technicians. don't like those guys because it's a boring fight, right? Uh, yeah, well, Can't those Hoist Gracies, the ones that would uh, wear him down. They would just sit there and you, you wouldn't even, they look like you're just hugging him. And then the guy's like thinks he's dying. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're doing some sort of magic voodoo to him. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it, that was boring to watch. 100%. Your, your chances of getting a boo from a fan are higher when the technicians are involved because. They they're playing a chess match, and the fucking yeah. and the fan wants to see a fucking Fight. one shot deal. But that chess match is fascinating when you really know it what is. it's about. Yeah, I totally and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I totally yeah. agree with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree that it's a different sport. 
And Dana White is 100% correct, too. Like, the that sport that he likes better sells better. Yeah. Like, people, more people like that. It's more exciting to watch. You a two-minute brawl will sell way more better than people a... people will talk about it, that's yes, for sure. Then well, a, when's the last time you talked about a, uh, a UFC fight that went three full rounds and it went to the decision? Laying on the ground and yeah. jujitsu in each other. Yeah. Well, well, when's the last time you you heard anyone talk about a real boxing match? I never. Well, they don't. They talk about these fucking rodeo ones or whatever. Like these uh, circus circus ones. They're yeah. just like a retired, what, like Holyfield fighting a donkey Tyson. or whatever. Or Tyson. No, Tyson again. fought John Jones, and then there was the YouTube guys that fight the the UFC guys. Yeah, yeah. Holyfield got beat the other day. Yeah, who did he get beat by? That's I can't. Got beat oh, by, was it by a De La Hoya? No, by a nobody. I think. Mm. I think uh, it was. I think it was. A, and uh, was know, Trump the commentator? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he called the, the fight. It was on 9/11. The Sun? Or? Yeah, it was. No, it was senior. Oh wow! I'm not even kidding. I think that's a real thing. <laughs> oh, Vitor Belfort, tremendous. Oh yeah, tremendous fight. <laughs> oh, it man. was Vitor Belfort. So he's like a ex UFC guy. Oh. And then because now right now it's all about cross. Sport yeah. fighting, right? And because Jake Paul started that bullshit, right? It's about yeah, yeah. You know what? It's about like taking a person, like a fish out of water, and then challenging yeah. them to something that they're not good at, right? You know, it's kind of a genius thing, and um, especially if he trains as a boxer, and then all these other guys, like he's had like six quote unquote professional fights or something like that with all these guys that he kind but of he hand picks them, yeah, and he knows that. Then he he's already becoming a better boxer. Then he's gonna pick another guy who's new his first boxing match, and he's yeah. doing his like seventh now. You know, he, he's gonna keep doing it, and then he ends up becoming like, like the smart part is he's just taking a page out of the playbook, like Muhammad Ali. Yes, and like all those like old like jaw jabbers that people want to pay to see him get knocked out. You know, yeah. like the honky tonk man. You know. That's what these guys are doing. Like YouTube guys are just doing re- old wrestling tricks, you know, to get themselves sell seats. Sell seats, you know. Yeah. It's just old carny barking, you know. It's a. Uh, I kind of want to do it too, you know, in a way. Like I would love to fucking, like, uh, like just go at the general public and really just fuck with them, you just, know. You're the heel, and they just want to see you get beat. Yeah, that'd be so fun. I would just, love to be just, the bad guy. Do you see what the last guy did? Uh, Ty, uh, Tyrone or Tyson or whatever Ty, Woodley when he fought after he lost to Jake Paul he's like that's, that's rematch and he's like we'll rematch if you get a tattoo that says I love Jake Paul on you like sarcastically saying he's like alright I'll do it yeah, and let's get that covered so then he fucking he's and now now Jake Paul's like I ain't fucking like you're you're out, you're history now man I already beat you well he's like man I got the fucking tattoo no way. He got it on his middle finger on the inside of it. He showed a picture of it on Twitter. And it's the fucking... You know when you when people get a tattoo, they put the fucking stencil, like the ink stencil, they paste it on their, on their skin? He fucking... He took a picture of that because it's not ink tattooed on him. It's just the, the, like the stencil. Oh. oh, yeah. And then somebody commented like, if anybody's ever had a tattoo, they know that is not a fucking tattoo. Like, that's just the stencil. Yeah. And then, but he's like, "Oh fuck, get get my name out of your mouth! You're a fucking fan. You're not a fighter, and all this." It's like, 
Dude, you did not tattoo I love somebody's name on your fucking skin. Like, you want to make another million bucks. Yeah, it's all fake. Yeah. People say that all the time. I had uh, We had a bunch of comics over at the house for this shoot, this uh, film shoot thing. And uh, they uh, were talking about uh, they were doing a show with some guy and the guy bombs. And then right away they read his social medias and it's about just uh, just fucking slayed another crowd at this place or whatever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, uh, that's fucking horseshit, you know? And then I'm like, it's all fake. It's all bullshit. Everyone that's doing their fucking little dances and this and that or whatever, like, they're, it's all fucking bullshit, you yeah. know? Like, all the stuff they're telling you, they're not telling you the whole truth. Like, I suck today. I fucking, it's boring. People don't want to read that. They don't want to hear people's problems. I already talked, this whole, the whole cancer bit I did earlier, I'm, you know, I don't think about how to cut that out, you know? Like, <laughs> it's too much serious stuff and it's not good, you know? Like, that's what I mean. Hmm. I think you, you don't need to know everything, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? No, I know what you're At a certain point, like, just fucking... Hit the headlines and not the details. Yeah, keep it out of there. That's the way I am. My, do you ever notice this about your wives? This is a question I, that we should talk about on air. It gets all in trouble. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you ever notice that your wives ask a lot of questions? Like... Oh. That you never asked, and then then you, you uh, oh fuck yeah, and then uh, you just had a nice conversation with your buddy, and you're like, oh, you know, I had a nice like I talked to Charters, for example, you know, me and Dave have like a long conversation on the phone, and we have a nice chat with one another, a lot of laughs, you know, and then we hang up the phone, and she's got all these questions, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know that. Well, I don't know, I don't, don't know. I didn't ask any of the same questions. She goes, what did you guys talk about? I'm like, I don't know, buttholes. We, we don't, we don't, I don't remember anything we talked about. <laughs> like, it was just, we're just fucking around. Like, we didn't, they want information, like, yeah. all the time information. Now, the one thing I can uh, bag them up with, I'd say, on that is, is she probably heard you chuckling or laughing or whatever, and she was genuinely interested in how good your conversation was. Not necessarily trying to be nosy or no, anything. No, 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 it's not to be nosy. She wants, it's not that she's even asking me what we were talking about. She's like, uh curiosity no she's like um oh how's his uh how's his health or whatever oh you're like you know and i'll be like i don't fucking know how's and then the she's kids? like well how are the kids and i'm like i, I don't know that never came up and like <laughs> how are like how are, are him and Teresa still doing that thing i'm like i don't know i don't <laughs> know any of your answers you know like i didn't she goes, what did you guys talk about at all? Like, nothing. like And you're like, you like talked about nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah, just talking about like, our dicks or something. I don't know. We, we were just fucking around. We were trying to forget about life. We're friends. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about our lives. Yeah. We're talking about everything but our lives. We're trying to have a good time here. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, like, that, I don't want to fucking bum them out. That's <laughs> 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 why, you know, I just want to, we just want, I just want to have a good time. So, but they're, she's always like that. Like I'll talk to somebody and I'm just talking about like randomness, randomness, like things that interest me, like just things that like, if I can get a conversation about nothing with my daughter, my one daughter appreciates it because I had to take her to a doctor's appointment and uh, it was a long drive and, uh, she loved the randomness. Yeah. That we were just talking about metal. We talked about metal music Mm -hmm. and we started putting on different metal bands and stuff. 
Yeah, but that's good. Not a lot of people do what you're talking about. Yeah, we just and it was just not about any responsibilities of life. It wasn't about like things she's got to do or things to look out for. Or no parental advice. Just uh, nonsense. You ever heard Clutch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Played two. Actually, the new Clutch sounds pretty fucking cool. Oh yeah. I don't know why. I I don't know why I haven't listened to more Clutch. You ever heard of Clutch? No, I've never heard of them. They're fucking something else, man. Their lyrics make me laugh. Their uh, listenership's going up after this podcast. Oh, really? You think I just broke yeah. clutch? I think you so. did. The Rogan effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rogan effect in the Philippines. Maybe in the Philippines, clutch will oh, become yeah. huge. Maybe even that other country south of the border. Which one? Mexico? Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. We're just hanging on by a thread in the Mexican uh, charts, Beaver. You know, we've been, uh, we're, we're part of the charts, eh? You're part of the charts there? Fucking yeah. A. Mexico. You don't have a soft spot for Mexicans. <laughs> oh, yes, I do, Robot Dave. Thanks for piping in finally. Where uh, <laughs> where the old car fentanyl comes in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. From. That's right. That's I right. didn't even know that, like we were talking about earlier, I didn't even know that was there was such thing as that. Yeah. I, I don't uh, I don't want to even know anymore. I just don't want to know. I, I, it sounds like a nightmare scenario. It does. Just like a bunch of killer drugs. Yeah. Why would anyone buy them? Why does anyone sell them? It's crazy, but they need to legalize everything. Legalize everything, and then you know what it all is and shit, and what's safe and what's not. Yeah, Christ, no one's going to stop taking drugs. People want drugs. They're always going to take drugs. Yeah, so well, let's just make them real. Yeah, make them real things that you know where to get them. synthetic this and cooked up that. Yeah. And get some standards, get some practices. <laughs> yeah. Like back right. in the day. Back in the day, you had a cold. Oh, that was a sh- that was a tablespoon of heroin and a fucking you know line of cocaine, and you were a fucking good soldier after back to work. Back, yeah, to, back work. to work. And who knows, you know, if we had good heroin and you didn't step all over the fucking cocaine, then we'd have <laughs> like something that you're like, hey, you know what? This is not fucking like making me like bleed immediately or whatever yeah, it does. Like, who cares? Crazy. I'm not jawing at my. Uh, you know, I'm not like jacking my jaw and like t- coming up with business plans. I just like feel uh, n- like nice or something. Yeah. You know, I just feel like who knows what real cocaine does because I don't think anyone's ever tried it. I don't think so either. That <laughs> just gives you a little boost. Yeah, who knows? Still uh, probably fucks you up, but if you're doing the real thing, <clears throat> excuse me, you may not want to do it after fucking a little while. Yeah, I mean, you were talking to before the show, even the real stuff that's not stepped on is still fucking processed in a way that's like mind-boggling mind-boggling what yeah. we watched it on youtube it was just fucking it, it blew my mind yeah gordon ramsay went and saw how they made cocaine because he probably sniffed a lot of cocaine back in the day you think gordon Guaranteed. ramsay yeah i think he was he was he's been in the kitchen before in, <laughs> in, in front of some food and been like you know what this needs it needs me having some cocaine in my system. <laughs> <laughs> I think what happens is he's running like uh, he's running a whole bunch of restaurants, and he's like he's bit off a little more than he can chew. You know, he's yeah. feeling a little down. You know, he needs a little pick me up. Yeah, a little he crank up. That he's gonna do a little cocaine. Now he's all of a sudden opened three more fucking restaurants. <laughs> yeah, and he needs uh, more cocaine, and he needs more cocaine. And then now all of a sudden he gets a little irritable, believe it or not, from what? all the cocaine. <laughs> You know when Dennis Rodman did all the cocaine and he would like get mad and then cry and then <laughs> you'd see him at like a press conference and he, it would be like a range of all emotions and and you realize well, he bought, if, if there's someone who told him that he wasn't doing something he started crying oh, like uh, you're I'm not a charitable lo- person and he started ball 
He don't said, know me, man. <laughs> I love that shit. I love watching a guy just lose his shit on TV. Who uh, who else did uh, Terrell Owens? Yeah, that's Terrell my, Owens. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Remember for Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I love it, man. That's my quarterback. Yeah, I oh, love watching athletes cry. It's the best. Wayne Gretzky crying at his press conference. I promised mess I wouldn't do this. <laughs> Ty Domi cried when he got elbowed somebody. Did he? Yep. When yeah. he elbowed somebody? Yeah, he got the boot. I think he elbowed somebody from Jersey, and the playoffs were over. And he felt bad? For the Leafs, and he cried at the press conference. Ha, ha, ha. That's so funny, man. Ty Domi's head is so fucking big, eh? It's like a block, you know? Allegedly pretty hard, too. Yeah, Ryan said that. My brother-in-law, Ryan Van did he fight? Did he fight Ty Domi? Yeah. He he cheated, too. He said he undid his... Uh, his uh, tie-down strap. <laughs> You're talking the tie-down strap that's from the jersey to the pant? Yeah. Like, Domi undid his own? No, no. Ryan undid his. Because oh. he knew it was his second fight of the game or whatever, too. I think I think he was going to get thrown out. Anyways. So what, is, what does that do when you undo that? So if they catch you doing that, it means you can get out of your jersey easier. Oh. And nothing then, to uh, hold on to. So there's nothing to hold on to. Oh. So then, uh, so Ryan knew... If he's going to get in this fight with Domi, he's going to get thrown out anyways. I think that's how the story goes. I apologize, Ryan, if I fucking up the story because it's not mine. But if why not? It's a good strategy. If you're going out, might as well go out. Yeah, so he says like he unclipped it because he knew he was going to fight Domi, and then Domi went to grab his sweater, and Ryan came right out of it, and he goes, hey, that's uh, that's uh, illegal. illegal. And he goes, I think it's illegal for you to wear two helmets. Because <laughs> that's what Ryan said, dude. Yeah, because he has like his his head was a helmet, and then he had a helmet yeah. on top of his head helmet. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you imagine? He goes, you can't punch that guy's head. It's just like it'll break your hand. Like it's so big and so solid. Is, it, is that what he said? Like he said it was fucking like Domi was a tough fight. Yeah, he's hard to fight because like your main target is just like hitting a brick. Like his whole head is so hard. Punching walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said Domi was tough. Yeah. I think that's what he said. I don't remember. I think they're all tough. I bet. I don't think you get to that level without being a handful. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little tough to contain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did say that. I remember uh, um, he says George Rock was by far the toughest guy. Really? And, and he says that he was. Well, I don't. He's never fought Probert, though. And that was his. Cause that was his, his, good buddy. his teammate and buddy. But uh, he said George Rock by far the. the the toughest guy and the nicest too. Yeah, good luck. He says, "I think your nose might be broken." Oh, really? He told yeah. that to Ryan. Yeah, he just <laughs> just said broke it. He stopped beating him up and anything. He said, "I think your nose is broken. You should go. You should go see the trainer." You know, like he's like, <laughs> "Fix him up." Maybe we're it. done. Yeah, you know, maybe no more. Yeah, <laughs> and Ryan's like, "Good call." <laughs> he's still, he's still, I thought you got that wrong, that story wrong too. I think he wishes good luck before every fight too. Like when they yeah. talk about, no, I say he's a sweetheart of a dude. Yeah, yeah. the Rock still goes on. Uh, he still goes on. Uh, he makes comments about like he want. Or what was the big fight? He wanted to be. He wanted oh. to be signed by the Rangers for a day because remember the Rangers got for Wilson. He's like, I'm gonna. I could beat him. Sign me for a day. Yeah, and then they he go went- and sign Reeves. Oh. It's like, oh, this is going to be a shit show when this season starts. George Rock was way underrated. 
as as like because one probably. of the greats. I I think he's one of the gr- great tough guys in, in the NHL history. Like George the Rock, just he think, was great. Yeah, but just think of who he would have had to fight. Like he would have to fight everybody. Like the guy was a monster. Yeah. So you go into the arena and someone want to fight you probably before you even got to the fucking dress room. Yeah, and he did it like matter of fact. I think it was easy like gracefully. For him. Yeah, yeah. It was like amazing. It was like a man amongst boys. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, uh, um, yeah, he's a, he was like apparently super nice about it. He never, <laughs> there's no hard feelings ever, no. you know, just doing my job here, yeah. boss. You yeah. Know? And then, <laughs> Who's next? Yeah. That's amazing. Those guys I read really have a lot of respect for Like there's certain people, it doesn't matter what line of work you're in or you just see, you know, like there's certain people that you might compare yourself to, you know, like even in farming, you know, you're looking at other farmers at your age and you're like, yeah. you know, Look what they're doing. You're like, I should be doing something that's in that, you know, vein of like I'm keeping up or whatever. Like yep. I'm doing, you know, you kind of use people as measuring sticks. In your right. Life, you know? And then, but like, um, oh, so what was I talking about? George the Rock. George the Rock, you know? Respect. But then every once in a while, you'll see somebody that's maybe they're your age and all the other criteria are the same, but you just like, yeah, I'm not comparing myself to that guy. <laughs> that guy's different. You yeah. know, like that guy's like, uh, that girl. Or Head whatever. of his time. That guy's just something's got something I, I'll never have, you know, like I'm not going to kill myself comparing myself to that like guy because they're like a super good at whatever they're doing, right? And uh, that's how I feel about George Rock. You know, like he's just, he was just like a step above. Yeah, like I would never, I, if a guy beat up George Rock, I would be shocked. It would be like watching. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I never seen him get beat. Like, I never, I never saw him lose. I never saw him lose. No. He could have lost at some point in time. I just never perceived it that way you know watching what? it. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a YouTube, uh, Wormhole. A wormhole and just start seeing if I can find a fight he lost. Because I don't remember one either. Mm-hmm. I'd be good. Because I don't know anyone tougher. Uh, it, like uh, yeah, there was a lot. Of, I used to love the. I used to love watching hockey in that era. Where, oh fuck! Every game you'd watch, you'd go, you'd go to the, you'd go to the Delhi Arena, watch the Travelers play, and you'd see about three or four fights. And then at nighttime, you'd go and turn fucking good old Channel Fifty Six on, and watch Brian the Leafs back. play, and someone would fucking two or three fights, yeah. and like. It was entertaining. And you go to like you go wait for the bus. You might see a fight. Yeah, at <laughs> high school. And yeah. then you'd go to a bush party. You'd see uh, three or four well, fights. Oh, fucking right, you would. I'm sure you and would. And you go to town, the, oh, town. that travelers game. If it was in the Norwich Arena, there, there's two fights in the stands. You know, two fights in the stands. It was yeah. a violent time we lived in. Yep. None yeah. of those fights exist anymore. They, that many fights were all around us all the time. We just watched people get punched in the face like and it was all normal. Time. And now, <laughs> if you've seen one person in an arena go from dressing room to dressing room with their equipment on, <laughs> like, guys, I'm telling you, in my lifetime, when I was playing hockey, yeah. a guy that was on my team, his dad was at the bottom row in Delhi Arena where the glass was, like the up, the mezzanine part. But in the bottom row, he jumped off the mezzanine <laughs> to beat up a child. <laughs> I by saying that's hockey, man. By and I don't know how I just remembered this now. I know the guy's name. I'm not going to say it. Oh, Aww. Beaver, you're getting me just such a pro. Okay, I'm <laughs> disappointed. Okay, I'll t- off air. <laughs> okay, so then. He jumps off the mezzanine, and I say at a child, he the guy was my age, but I was a kid, 
and he wanted to beat up a kid on the other team, jumps off the mezzanine, snaps his ankle in half. Like, shatters his... Well, he's like... He lost his whole, like... uh, Composure altogether. Stopped even listening to reason. Thought he could jump off of us. Oh, and then it's like a Hardy Boy. Then, like, okay, his son was the type of kid that wore white Nikes when they first came out. Oh, we're narrowing it down. Yeah, white. <laughs> you know, everybody's got that one guy on their team that wore white Nikes. Oh yeah, it's and like they what? were and they were white for a day. You know. Anyways. Then this guy proceeds to hobble off to the fucking warm room in Delhi, in the middle of the warm room area. You know where how it's like parents are gathering around, they're waiting for their kids. He fucking pulls up a chair in the middle of the warm room, sits down, huffs his ankle up on a fucking hockey bag like it's a spectacle, like people are going to genuinely worry about what's wrong with him. <laughs> I remember, to do the Lord's work, eh? I, remember <laughs> I remember rolling in there like, what did you just fucking do? Like, you're sitting here. The police are probably going to arrest you in the parking lot. Like, oh, you just tried to assault a kid, and the only way he got away from you was because you shattered your ankle in half. <laughs> a wheel. Yeah, it's fucking baddie, man. I, like, it kind of scares me a bit, eh? The These days, if that happened, that would be on the fucking front page of the Toronto Sun. You know, that'd be a YouTube anyway. video and on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, they 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 frown upon beating children nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's part of the problem. That'd be awesome, though. There would be like so many like cell phone videos of. Oh yeah, phone. it would have been caught. Like, just, like imagine getting that on video. You used to be able to punch a kid out. At the arena, and no one knew. It's, it just goes unsaid. Some people support it. And then you go home from you go home from the arena. If you're the kid being punched, you go home and you're like, uh, what, your mom's like, "What's with the black guy?" And you're like, "Some fucking old man punched me at the arena." And she's like, "What'd you fucking do? What'd you say? That yeah, guy? yeah. What'd you say to that guy? I didn't say nothing. He's fucking crazy." And, and then if like, you ask that, you. if you ask that crazy guy, you'd be like, "Did you just punch my kid?" No, I didn't. No, uh, yeah, I don't even know if you'd ask him. You just assume crazy shit might happen. Yeah, but there's no like we said before. Like I made maybe even before the show. You know how like we said like before you we didn't know Afghanistan existed. So who the fuck cared? You know, like uh, who cares about it? But now we have the internet and everyone cares about it. The I don't know if that was even on the show, but if it wasn't, that's what we were talking about. Uh, at one point, well, it's kind of like that. Ah, fuck, my explanation made me forget. <laughs> <laughs> refreshment we were just saying kids getting punched out by yeah their, kids their getting punched out so like there was no cell phone footage like if 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 i went to my mom and i said it was word of mouth. i was at the arena and some old man punched me in the face right <laughs> yeah and she'd be like what'd you do and i'd be like well i don't know what i did but he shouldn't punch me in the face right like an old man shouldn't punch me in the face and she'd be like i don't know like uh i don't know we can't and do then if i get cell phone footage of me going like Hey, old man, like, can you fucking stop smelling like cat shit? Yeah, and then yeah. uh, he turns around and pops me in the face, and it's on uh, yeah. the footage. Then my mom's like, uh, "Like, you fucking deserve that. Or she'd be like, that's a goddamn assault. Like, yeah. that guy's, we got to go to the police. He you does know? smell like cat shit. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the whatever her opinion Back would be. Back in the day, no. footage, you know, it's a different. It carries more weight. You know, when you right. watch an old man punch your kid versus when you hear your kid say, I got punched by an old man. First, you got to believe that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, all these videos and cell phones, everything got rid of he said, she said. It's all fucking exact. 
That's why I always record the girls that I have sex with. <laughs> yeah. And put it on the internet. <laughs> so there's a lot of videos of you and your wife on the internet? No, no. I mean the girls that I like uh yeah, the girls that I have sex with in my jokes. In your oh. jokes? Oh. Yeah. Which aren't real. <laughs> Sometimes I like to pretend I'm a different person in my jokes, you know? <laughs> okay. I'm something new I'm trying. You know, where I talk about my um do you ever have to get your wife's appro- my big black cock? Do you ever have to get? Do you ever have to get your wife's approval on jokes, like certain jokes? Yeah, I told one about uh, my daughter. I tell on stage, and it's very um, good, edgy. <laughs> everyone edgy. like everyone likes it that I tell it on stage too, but it uh, may make her hate me if if she knows I'm telling it. <laughs> oh, she and doesn't know. My daughter does not know. No, I, I no, she doesn't know the joke. She knows I might I talk I tell jokes about them sometimes, but I got on. She doesn't know about this one. The this ex- one is particularly a funny joke. Uh, it's working very well, and I happen to enjoy the joke as a joke. Yeah, and it did eventually. It did originally come from a real situation, but then I kind of like played up the parts, some parts of it, to make it more funny. And, uh, which you can. So I think it's like over time, I think it's going to be something that my daughter's not going to even think about. Okay. But maybe because of the, the, how close it was to the actual thing occur, occurring, I think if she, if I like put it on a comedy album I recorded right now, mm-hmm. and that became really like popular, and like her friends started listening to it or whatever, there's a f- probably a 75% chance she's going to be really, really mad at me. That's but, a that's a high percentage. Yeah. Like do you, do you ever in your household when like th- normal life is happening do anyone in your family members are they like whether it's immediate family or like extended family are they like fuck now Pete's going to say a funny joke on stage about that cuz no, something uh, funny happens. like not something stupid something funny happens. Yeah, no, no because um I've never told any jokes about them. Uh, my immediate family. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. My immediate family, who I actually tell jokes about, those guys. Um, they don't um, care. They think it's. Uh, they don't. Uh, well, my which wi- is good. Well, no. my wife is the one I tell the most jokes about. Okay. That's why I've. And uh, she gets um, people that are upset for her mm. that I'm doing that, and that maybe bugs her a bit, but she can see that it's a joke. Right. Not. Um, it takes a certain wife to be a wife of a comedian. Yeah. Like, and I'm not. Some of it's true. Like, my closer is a real story. I said all those things for reals. I remember saying that. Well, I was saying, I'm like, this is ridiculous. But I did go on a date by accident. Like, because I'm an idiot. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That was a good joke, though. That's a great joke. I, I actually. And it is a good good joke. Yeah. I, I, I changed the end. And it's uh, it's better. It's better. Oh, it's fine tuned. Yeah. Oh, I like it. It's 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 become my uh it's become this like uh callback uh fucking uh, potpourri at the end. <laughs> but but that, that that's a I think that's a funny joke. I know exactly what joke you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, I like I, I mean and it's, some, and it's no insult to anybody. It's no. just, it's a funny story slash joke. Yeah, that really happened though, that's a real thing. I did every one a bit of that and I said the things I said and everything because I <laughs> That's how I talk to my wife, and people don't like it. But that—that's the, like, people don't get it. I should say, not that they don't like it, but people sometimes don't get it. Like that's just how I talk to my wife. Like I don't 
want to be phony baloney mm. you know oh, like i real. don't i don't enjoy it i don't enjoy being nice to somebody if you don't feel like being nice to them you know what i mean yeah yep. and i uh i love my wife all the time i don't like my wife all the time you know you know what i mean no i think all three of us can vouch for that statement for their own for like any relationship right you don't yep. you love them all the time but you you don't like them all the time and then sometimes you're like, uh, like I don't know, I need a break from her or whatever, you know, and she needs a break from me or whatever. And sometimes you're like, I, I miss her. I wish I could be with her, you know? Yeah. That's how life works. It's not always the same thing. So um, You know what I love? I love when I'm in during my work day, my wife calls me just to call me. Oh, yeah? Like just because it, it, it keeps, uh, well, it keeps me on my game because, I have, because, otherwise, because that's the breakup. Yes. Of, the, of the day and yeah. it but i also enjoy the conversations yeah yeah it's nice it's it's really it's like yeah i rarely like it's always i'm not the type of person where 99 percent of the time she calls and i magically i'm like knee deep in working something so i physically can't pick the phone up but i always call her back yeah, yeah. i i um pick up when i'm in the middle of something like an idiot i'll, I'll do that's that the she, odd time but i'll no. be like can i call you back in two minutes the right move is is if you're busy don't answer the goddamn phone that's the right move but i somehow always just answer it like a reflex like there's an emergency on the other end and it's not an emergency. that's what i that's what i do is i think there's an emergency and then i'm like and then i'm already not in a good head space to have this conversation already because it's not an emergency. But can and you, I was in the middle of something. Then why'd you pick up the fucking phone? You know, like that's the. Yeah. Not but what but can your wife tell on your voice or your your tone of conversation that you really need to go like this second? And I'll call you back when I can. I don't know. That's a be- question better asked to her because. Uh, see, I can just tell. By her actions, I, I would say no. Oh, <laughs> see, by my wife's actions, she knows right away. When I'm like. When I. The, uh, based on my tone of voice or where I'm, how I'm being in the conversation, yeah, yeah. The, even that split second it, for like ten seconds, she can be like, "Okay, see you later." Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that's the that's something that I deal <laughs> with. But uh, they, uh, but they, I uh, do know that feeling because I've been on the other end of that. Like I've uh, done it with her because she's very much like scheduled Busy. with patience yeah. and stuff. Like it's a tight schedule. So I gotta be like quick and in and out. No, like what you doing? Yeah, yeah, none of that. <laughs> but she she calls me on her time where she's got some breaks, right? So yeah. she, she knows I have a more flexible schedule, so she'll call in and just just say like, you know, what you doing? And I'm like, uh, uh, like no, she doesn't really say that. She says, "Hey, I'm just calling to check in," and then she's got her list of stuff that she wants to talk about. And but sometimes I'm in the middle of something. And, uh, but it's, but I, and I should say, I'm in the middle of something. Can you like call me when I'm not busy or something? But I don't, I just sit there and think I'm fucking busy. Why are you still asking me questions? You know? And then I get upset. But you're thinking that. I'm thinking it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I get more agitated (laughs) in the conversation. Then her questions are like, and we have this to do. And I'm like, all right, I don't fucking care. You know, like that. That's how I say it. You just and then uh, she's like, "What's the fucking wrong with you? What's wrong?" <laughs> and then that—that's usually how it goes down. That's see how that works. 
it's not like I mean to be like a horrible dickhead. It's just that I don't enjoy. It's your quick being out. Not phony. Huh? It's your quick out of the conversation. Like, oh. yeah, I need to get out. Of it. I don't. I'm busy. My problem was picking up the fucking phone. I shouldn't have picked up the phone. I should have like just <laughs> done my thing. And then, and then if you called when I wasn't busy, then I'd pick up the phone and I'd talk because I wasn't busy. Mm. But uh, uh, I put myself in this because I this uh, obligation thing. Like I, I think they have to answer it, but you don't. You don't ever. You don't have to answer any of your notifications or emails or any of that shit. You don't have to answer any of it. Phone calls, nothing. Mm. Answer machine messages. You don't have to answer them either. Yep. If it's really important, they'll call back. They'll leave another no, one. No, I still got a voicemail on my phone from uh, February I haven't listened to. You're in control of it. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah. It's amazing how like if you choose not to participate. And also, you know what? If you just want to go out into the forest and just pick food out of the out of the forest and eat that. It's, you can do that, You too. can do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking fun, man. Mm. I've been picking mushrooms all season. Where else? No, morels are in the spring, but I've been doing chanterelles. I don't. I, all I know is morels. I don't know. Oh, yeah, these ones were. These are like orange trumpet-looking ones Get that it. I was getting, and I just uh, uh, the other day picked some chicken of the woods. Ooh, chicken of the woods. That's the name of them. Yeah, it's supposed to taste like chicken, but I didn't what think it, it tastes like, like chicken. I I cooked it in white wine, so it tastes like white wine, but it tastes like mushroom in white wine, not a, not a chicken. But they say if you deep fry it, like you can do it like chicken fingers, man, it tastes like chicken. That's what mm. they say. So I, I know where there's some more. So I'm going to go try You failed. It. You failed on the old execution. I didn't like the way I cooked it the first time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I didn't wash it. I don't know what. I don't know. And maybe I don't agree with it because I did have a little bit of a tummy trouble <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> with that one. But the other you, first mushroom I ate. You I, may have eaten some fucking maybe, shitty fungus some off, the, off the ground. <laughs> no big deal. There's no poison. No big deal. Yeah, you're still here. No. It, I only pick the mushrooms that you, that are like, you got to be like, um, you got to really be able to identify them easily. Like easy to spot, easy to tell apart from the poison ones. And those are the ones I choose to eat. But I do love it because there's a whole bunch of them. I ate puffballs. Okay. Puffballs were really good. They're a little old now. But the, when they're little, young, and white, and then now the big, there's those big giant ones around too, but I haven't found one yet. But puffballs are delicious. Slice them up. That's like tofu. I, yeah. I made like a Thai food with it. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was like tofu. And it, it was like, but it's got the texture of like a marshmallow. And Jane, my wife didn't like it. She said it was off-putting. Uh, but... Hey man, free food. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, the Dutch Hall. Yeah, man, it's right behind where I live. I can just walk out in the forest and get all these mushrooms. It's fucking great, man. There's so many cool looking ones. You mean the bush? Walk out yeah, to the, the bush. bush. Yeah, sorry, it is the bush. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. I like doing it. My wife says forest. It's a bush. Uh, yeah. Forest. Yeah, just... We always call it the bush. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why actually where that started because it. It's just a hiding in the bush. It's hiding in the bush. Yeah, we always said the back, you know, back the back bush. Well, started out with like huh. when your kids making tree forts, right? In the yeah, bush. yeah, tree forts well, we, in the bush. Even when I did appraisals on farms for years, we would say how many acres of bush do you have? Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, we wouldn't say how many acres of for or it was bush. We, yeah, I, bush. I even put it in my appraisals, bush, <laughs> five thousand an acre or whatever it was. Yeah, are you, are you a bush guy? Bush? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I like to know that there's some evidence of adulthood. Gotcha. That's what I like to know. But I always think that 
that Jay Ogerson joke when I say that. Now. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, what are you? What do you got? Pubic hair? What are you, a child? I've never seen Bush. You've never even seen it. Oh my god! I remember, not, I remember, not in the flesh. I remember the first time I saw it. A girl with a shaved uh, a shaved vagina. It was starting to grow back, and, I, and but it was still like a. I'd never seen one with that little hair on it before, and I was like, "Whoa." What happened there? She's like, my ex-boyfriend uh, did make me do this. And then I was like, uh, woo. And uh, I don't know how that ended. Hmm. But it, it was a long, long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago when nobody had that done. And I thought, what a whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth because you'd never heard of a girl that had that done. I think porn kind of dictates what goes on there. Yeah. Anyways, now it's, of course, the norm. This girl's ahead of her time. <laughs> Innovator. And now she's like a... Or her boyfriend was an innovator. A middle-aged uh, fucking um, teacher by now, I'm sure, is what she is. Mm. Let me think. Is that true? Yep, it is. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing I know who, but... Oh, I, well, you want to make air. a guess after the show? Because yeah. I want to write down on a piece of paper. Off the air. I'll guess. I, I even think I know who the boyfriend is. Oh, really? Did we have this... Did I tell you the story before? No, I just... I've, I've heard tale of this, this... He did it to more than one girl. Oh, he made her shave. Was it? Did his name start with a K? Oh no! Oh no! Different person. Oh, I can't wait to have this off conversation story, because you would know the girl. Okay. You'd know the girl, so there's a good chance you might have it. But anyways, I can't wait to talk about. But we should do a quick segment that we call feedback. We got feedback. This is our out. <laughs> hey, everybody. If you made it to the end, you got to listen to our segment called Feedback. We got feedback. That's just a reminder, people, that there's many ways you can help out the Dutch Hall Show if you'd like to. Please go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on our Amazon banner. Oh, and then uh, you can uh, do your Amazon shopping, and some of that money will come help us. You can also go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dutch hall and uh we will um oh man i'm losing my feet but uh and you go to patreon and then you can join the queen sponsor us for like really not that much it's not that much at all think about a year's worth of entertainment 52 hours plus of of entertainment you know even this episode alone we we're so excited we went long on it because beaver's back oh and uh, yeah. you add that in, like, we're, I'll think of all the Beaver episodes we've done that for. You got so <laughs> much stuff that you're going to get for your money. Just go in there, spend, like, uh, some money, and, and you can be part of Dutch Hall royalty. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, um, if you're looking uh, at any fundraising opportunities, uh, why don't you give a live comedy show a try? Give a look to Spiky Balls comedy live comedy uh at, at our look at our, look us up spiky ball live comedy and you can book us to come out and uh, do a fundraiser for whatever you got to do just go to spikyballstudios.com and you can see uh see all of our options laid out there and if you want to give us some actual honest to god feedback you do it on uh, facebook instagram twitter LinkedIn, 
all that shiznit, or you can give us an e- email at lifefromdutchhall@gmail.com. Send us in the mail. Anything. You can come down my driveway and just <laughs> throw a brick in my window if oh. you want to. Shout out the window. You can't. Like I would still press charges. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't think you can do it without. They can the drive by and yell. Consequence of law. Okay. You know, yeah. Sorry, they can still drive by and uh, shout. Yeah. <laughs> throw a rubber uh, brick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some tape to it? Foam brick. Nice. You know? Well, they got a foam brick that's taped to a rubber brick. Ooh. Yeah, that's what it says. And on that, there's a note that says, we tried to tape another brick, but it was too heavy. Right. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> that's it. So uh, if you want to do that, you want to tell us what you think of the show, I think someone might have, and I just didn't. I didn't want to. I lost. I don't remember. Ah, next week. So I'm like, I don't. I'm not gonna do it. We went too long today. Kevin needs to go home. He's a real fucking job. Anyways, the guys. Uh, I thought I had the sheepdogs uh, in for an interview. I got through their manager, but I didn't make it through the publicist. Damn. Damn it. No sheepdogs. You didn't Fuck. give him any bread, eh, to come out. No. Fuck them. I didn't even get to talk to him. Oh. I went through the gatekeepers because I thought that's what you're supposed to do, and I shouldn't have. She just went straight to the fucking foxhole. Yeah, oh. I should have just uh, went and uh, like kidnapped him, like Trailer Park Boy style. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's tomorrow's their show. Maybe we can still do that. Yeah. Look out for <laughs> maybe next week's shows with the Sheepdogs. We'll see. Anyways, guys, if you liked uh, liked our show, tell a friend. Otherwise, uh, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit a cap later. you were going to have off air. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs>